we go. What a day, what a day. It is one phenomenal guest after another on this podcast marathon. And today in studio, I have none other than Kelly Pilardo. Kelly, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome to... Oh, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Oh, that didn't work at all. Let's try again. Welcome to... Oh well, it was it was fun in my head. <laughs> so let's start this train wreck off. Uh, Kelly, thanks so much for being here again. I've heard you on stage. You are a spectacular speaker. And anybody out there who's looking for an inspirational, fantastic speaker, Kelly Florido is the one to get. Great. My kid's coming home, <laughs> ignoring the sign out there. And, oh man, total train wreck. Good. Let's just it's, power through. It's all good. We're going to do amazing no matter what. No, that's exactly it. Uh, so Kelly, there is a documentary about you. Tell me how that came to be. There is. So this documentary, uh, basically I went to a broadcaster and said that I wanted to, um, you know, or that I was writing a book. And so I had a book proposal called Still Beautiful. And basically, this proposal was all about my life story, about getting burnt as a two-year-old, growing up through school, being teased and bullied and shunned, you know, getting a job and getting married, having kids, and then divorce. They even featured my divorce in there, too. And, you know, becoming a speaker and becoming a best-selling author and, you know, getting up on stage in front of 3,000 teenagers and teaching them how to love themselves, even though they aren't perfect. Now, there was uh, some sort of mechanism where you gave your story to, to somebody and, and they turned it into something. What's that called? Into the documentary. It was a book proposal. And that I gave to the broadcaster, the book proposal. And then the broadcaster decided that, yes, they wanted to take on the project. And so then they found a broadcast or no, they found a producer to work with. And then the producer wrote the story and they researched me and my story and my life. And they even came with me down to San Francisco where I did a talk. And they followed me there and filmed me and all that sort of stuff. So, so what's it like to be a rock star, all that celebrity and all that attention? Oh, I don't know. It's funny because I don't really um, feel it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Some people think I'm this big celebrity and I'm really not. There's still, I'm still just Kelly. Is the phone ringing for speaking gigs on a regular basis? Yes. So, you know, especially now that I've done a TEDx talk. Well, actually I've done two. So, you know, people love that I've, you know, done a TEDx talk. They love to that my life story was also put on Goalcast. They did like a four and a half minute version of my story. And that had like nine and a half million views. That's incredible. It is. Goalcast was actually what I was fishing for uh, before I could remember, remember the name of it. So tell me, how did Goalcast happen? Well, how that happened is a friend of mine was um, on Goalcast. They did a story about her. And so I approached her. I said, oh, my God, that's on my bucket list. I want to be, you know, featured on Goalcast. 
And she said, well, here, I'll introduce you. And she did. And then what you do is you submit a video of yourself speaking. And then what they do is create the whole story around it. And so they took a component of my documentary and they created a whole other story out of it that I never even thought of. And so they put it on Facebook and within six hours, we had one million views. Holy smokes. I know. It was just incredible. My daughter and I were watching the views going up and the comments and yeah, it was pretty cool. And right from that goal cast, you must have got speaking gigs just directly off of that. I did. I've gotten one so far. And that one took me down to Kentucky where I've never spoken before. And I got my highest speaking fee ever. Did you learn to pay the banjo while you're down there? No, but you know, uh, <laughs> I d did realize that, you know, when you get off the airport, you know, into the airport in Kentucky, on the right-hand side, you're going to see a Kentucky Fried Chicken. And on the right side, the left side, you're going to see a big, giant bottle of Kentucky bourbon whiskey. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So uh, you are doing some coaching, are you not? I am. Tell me about that. So what was happening is over the past few years, the, the two questions people were asking me is, how do I become a best-selling author? And how do I get started as a speaker? And so I decided to develop coaching programs around that. And in fact, we're even doing a cruise at the end of March to beginning of April. And on this cruise, you're actually going to write a book. You're going to write and get it published and learn how to market it too. So I'm really excited about that. What advice do you have to somebody who says, I've always wanted to write a book, but I've just never got around to it. I hear that all the time. What, what advice do you have for them? Well, get started. Get started. Get started. <laughs> well, that's the thing. A lot of people think that writing a book is very overwhelming. And so one of the things that I did is I actually took one of my Facebook Live videos that was 20 minutes long, and I had a girl transcribe it. And then I got another girl to do a cover for it. And then I put the two together and uploaded it to, to Amazon. And now I have my sixth book which is called The Five Different Types of Men on the Dating Sites and How to Spot Them. And it was all from one Facebook Live video. I was able to create this little book. And where are your books selling? Where can people get their mitts on them? They can get them on Amazon or they can go to my website, which is uh, kellyfilardo.com. And my books are all listed there. And even my Still Beautiful book, which is um, my documentary, there's actually a visual transcript of my documentary in that book. So let's, uh, let's go into your story, Kelly. Okay. How did all this begin, you wild celebrity girl, you? <laughs> well, when I was two years old, we lived on a farm, and my cousins were throwing singles in the fire, and a spark came out and landed on my dress. And I ended up with burns to 75% of my body. So I spent four months in the hospital, and then every two years, I'd have to go back into the hospital and I'd spend a month of my summer holidays in the hospital having more reconstructive surgery. And, uh, and then in the past five years, I've been getting laser surgeries to correct some of the, the scarring that's on me. And then? And then what? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the genesis of your story. That's, that's how it all started. Right. But, um, uh, and then how did you get into the speaking bit? Like how did, how did that, how did that was, was the genesis? Well, what happened there was actually 
me becoming a speaker actually happened when I was 14 years old. And we had horses, and so I was in the 4-H club. And you have to do a, a speech, and you have to compete. Okay. And so I and did... And that's actually pretty competitive, too, the 4-H uh, speaking award. It is. And so I actually did my speech and won. My very first speech, it was a five-minute speech, and I won it. And then that was my very first taste of speaking. And then when I was 21, I became president of the Alberta Burn Rehab Society, and I had to do a little bit more speaking there. And then I met Tremaine Hammond um, 10 years ago, and I had a different business at the time. And she said, you know what? You need to sell that business and be a speaker. And I said, why? My burn survivors, so what? And she's like, no, people will be so inspired by your story. Be a speaker. And so she lined up an event so that her and I would have to speak at it. And that was my start. And is that what, what you've wanted to do? <coughs> Sorry. Oh, it's all right. <coughs> Just getting over this cold. Good times. Mm, I know. So how can somebody get a hold of you to book <coughs> a speaking appointment, a speaking engagement? <coughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <coughs> Too bad we do not have post-production at the Mikey Show podcast. We are uh, live, raw, and uncut. We I just <laughs> push through like a runaway train. And I even took some medicine before I did this. <clears throat> okay. For those of you that are uh, thinking about writing a book yourself, uh, Kelly now has six books and has done really well with them. I have published two, and... I always get told or get asked, how do you get started? Well, you get started by starting. <laughs> it's, it's, you, do, you don't overthink it. Uh, people get to, stuck with analysis paralysis. Just start writing a little bit every day, bit by bit, and it will grow. And then after that, if you are not the best writer in the world, that's fine. You don't need to be the best writer in the world. But get started, get writing, and for the love of God, have an editor. <laughs> if you show me your self-published book and I start read, I'll know within about 15 seconds if I'm going to be able to finish that book or not. Because uh, nine times out of 10, they have not been properly edited. And uh, uh, the better you are at writing, the less editing you need. But it doesn't matter how good you are or how good you think you are, you still need a professional editor, not a proofreader, not somebody who has their degree in English, but uh, an actual professional proofreader and editor. And that is the only way to, to go forward. If you don't do that, um, it is the book that you write that is unreadable uh, doesn't help anybody. The reason that we write books is to share a story. And you can't share it if nobody's reading it. Kelly, uh, what has been your experience with, with editing? The, the first time with an editor, did it beat you up a little bit? Well, the biggest thing is we get so attached to our words. Yes. And we don't really want them changed because we think this is the right way. But um, that's the big thing. Is just don't stay attached to your words. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll have my full book, but then... Bring the microphone just a little bit closer to you there. I have, like, I'll have my book, but then what I'll do is I'll have different versions of it. So sometimes there's, like, a, you know, um, an art, like, a chapter that I absolutely love that I don't want changed. I'll have that content, and I'll put it somewhere else so that I might use it for something different. 
but I always trust what my editors are saying because they're the experts on the grammar. So, and they know how to make it flow better, which is awesome too. So tell me, what, what are the six books that you've written? So the first one is uh, No Risk, No Rewards, which is my memoir. So that is more about how I got burnt, what happened to me, um, and then how I transformed through that. Um, that's actually my book before my divorce too. Okay. So that's a whole different aspect afterwards, right? Um, my second book is called Self-Esteem Doesn't Come in a Bottle. And that's my first best-selling book. And in that book, that's my how-to book. So that's my book where I teach you how I developed great self-esteem, how I got confident, what did I do, what are my steps and that I follow on a daily basis. That's amazingly valuable. Uh, I think the one thing that most people suffer from is a absence of proper self-esteem. Absolutely. And, you know, you and I both have kids. We do. And so, you know, we both you know some of the struggles that our kids are facing with social media these days and they beat themselves up over some of the silliest things and so it's important for kids to have strong self-esteem so they can stand up to you know the constant bombardment of negativity on social media absolutely and the book after that the book after that is called 1000 tips for teenagers and in that book i had 120 authors each write tips for teenagers Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's quite the collaboration. It was. It was an amazing collaboration. Yeah. Okay. And are we at six yet? No. <laughs> I think that was book number, number four. What's number four? Um, number four is seven ways to love the real you. Okay. Okay. Number five is still beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then number six is the dating book. So five different types of men on the dating sites and how to spot them. <laughs> Uh, how's the uh, response been to, to that last one? That's, that's really something. Well, it's funny because a lot of my girlfriends are saying, oh my gosh, I need to buy that book for my friends. But I haven't actually officially launched it yet. Oh, okay. So it's just ready to go. It is. It's just ready to go. So I haven't launched it yet. Uh, I'm still working to figure out how I want to launch it. I've already done the bestseller route like five times. So I'm not sure I really need to make it a bestseller. But, um, you know, people are saying, oh, my God, this is a book that I, that I want or I want to give to somebody I know that's in the dating world. Well, making something a bestseller the first time is the most difficult. After that, you have an established name, you have a fan base. So each subsequent book uh, must be a little bit easier. But at the same time, you must have a formula to make it a, a bestseller. Well, and the bestseller strategy has changed over the years. So that's the other thing. It's all about staying up with the times and what is the best way to do it. So the way I do it now and the way I did it in the beginning is not the same way at all. And what's the big change has been? Is just how uh, Amazon is, is set or is Amazon the, the core of your strategies? Right. So it's an Amazon bestseller. So the, the whole premise of becoming a bestselling author is that you need to get into the top 100 of your category. Right. So you want to get as many people to buy your books at a certain time period so you can get into the top 100, right? Now, can you do that after a book's been out and published for a couple of years? Can you like relaunch a book and still um, sure. get it successful? Yeah, absolutely. It's just getting, getting it all together, right? It's getting a team together that are going to help you promote the book. It's, um, I now, what I do differently than most people, is I get people to pre-order the book. So then I have the cash in the hands. So I have their emails. 
and then I get a team together and we put the orders into Amazon. Okay. And how many uh, books has a person got to sell to even have a hope and heck of getting to the top of your category? Well, you know what? It all depends on the category. Right. So it's really hard to say what is a number. It's not a number. It just, um, it just depends, right? Like in my one category that I was in with Still Beautiful, it was about disabilities. And because of me being a burn survivor and some of the people that are in the book, I went into that category. And the other thing was too, in the beginning, you were only allowed to be in two categories. Now you can be in up to 10. So you have an even better chance. Well, of, that's new. That, that definitely wasn't the case uh, when I published either of mine. Right. So that's new. So, and, and it's not visible, right? Like you can put yourself in the two, but then when you want the other eight, you have to get in touch with Amazon and say, okay, I want to be in eight more categories. Okay. Yeah. There's lots of tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. Kelly, is there, uh, before we sign off, anything else you want to share? Well, you know what? One of the things I'd love to share is that, you know, dreams are meant to be found, not tucked away in dreamland. And that's a quote that I came up with, with when I wrote my first book. And it's just so true that so many times we have a dream to be an author or to get our story out there or to be a speaker. And a lot of times we're like, oh no, I'll do it later. Or, you know, I'll get around to it. Or I'm not good enough. Or I'm not smart enough. Or nobody wants to listen to me. Or nobody needs my message. Or I don't even know who's going to listen to me. The thing is, there's going to be someone who needs to hear your story. And it's a big world out there. It's a huge world out there. And if you don't do it, you're being selfish. Because trying to be somebody that you can help. So... You know, I highly recommend people get in touch with me and I can help coach them through the process and make, it, make them understand that it's not as hard as it looks. And again, if you want to write a book, you can, have the, you can join Kelly for the book cruise. Tell me the name of that and when that's happening again. Yeah, that's going to be March 29th to April 5th. March and 29th to April 5th. Yeah, it's going to be a Western Caribbean cruise. Whew. So yeah, and we're going to be, the whole intent and purpose is that you're going to come out with a finished book. So come with your ideas, ready to write, and we're going to be writing. We've got an editor that's going to be on board. We've got somebody that's going to teach about marketing, someone who's going to be teaching about media, and me and my partner, Carrie, um, we're going to be there teaching you how to write your book and get it done and out. And how can somebody sign up for this? How do so they- go to my website at uh, kellyfilardo.com, and all the details will be there. And spell Filardo for us? F is in Frank, A-L-A-R-D is in dog, E-A-U.com. KellyFlorido.com. Kelly, thank you so much for being here today uh, on this train wreck of a podcast. I know. I'm so sorry for all the coughing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, no, it's not you. It's my dog click, clack, clapping and my kids coming home. But uh, th- that's what gives it the charm. You know, it's uh, without the post-production and all that. It's real, raw, authentic, and that's just life. Exactly, and that's what we like to be. Yeah, that's right. It's the, it's the real deal sitting here at the kitchen table. Uh, for any of the viewers, uh, I, the blanket is out because I had my previous podcast, which is Operation Tango Romeo, uh, which is a trauma recovery po- podcast. And this is a quilt of valor that was awarded to me a couple of years ago. Uh, some wonderful people with the stitches of love into this and, and made it by hand. And um, uh, those few veterans that are, are lucky enough to get their hands on one, it's quite the honor. And that's, that's what's on our table here. It's also functional. It helps absorb the echo fairly, I love it. fairly well. My grandma was a quilter, so I totally appreciate 
you know, hand quilting. It's awesome. <laughs> Kelly Flardo, thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. Thank you. Oh my God, I can't believe that. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> when Stash, she's breaks you, she's like, play with me. Pardon me, what? Because <laughs> so, they let the dog, I normally have the dog in the crate for these. And oh. she, she's coming up to you going, play with me, throw my toy, throw my toy. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs>